I need to lower my expectations so that games can be more fun. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> 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 Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 32 of season five of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded <laughs> from the state of hockey. Where, what the where heck uh, was that emphasis on guide? No, no, I paused <laughs> for some reason. Tech hockey, where, where Mark Andre Fleury God. just became the sole owner of number two wins in NHL history today. And I should have gone, but I did not. Sorry, I didn't know the game was as early as it was. Anyway, back to the introduction. I'm Tim Brown, and I'm your host. And I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. And Matt Cabin. What's going on, everybody? Uh, this week with the series with Bemidji coming up, we reached out to Lucas Beaver Territory Pipenhagen uh, to clue us <laughs> in on what's going on with the Beavers. Thanks for joining us, Lucas. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. And the Eagles just scored a touchdown. All right. This week, we'll probably discuss the disaster that was the series in St. Thomas, or I mean, in Mendota Heights against St. Thomas at a high school rink. Um I don't know what else we'll talk about. Bemidji, obviously, state of the CCHA and kind of how things are going. Anything else you guys want to talk about other than Matt's car being stuck? <laughs> no? Not I'm really. sure we'll talk about football some more as uh, we're watching the last uh, super wild card weekend game here as we record. So uh, we'll be right back with uh, Lucas Pipenhagen after a little thank you notes and a brief note from our sponsor. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A-Tech.net. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. So, Lucas, with uh, Bemidji coming in attack this weekend, I personally feel like I'm I'm looking in the mirror at another squad that's looking at a lot of similar problems to us and has kind of had the same kind of trials and tribulations. And both squads are looking to get back into the win column. So... How are you feeling about this weekend going into Houghton? And what do you think are some keys to the game for the Beavers? Yeah, I don't I don't feel great about it right now. Again, just there's too many uncertainties with the roster and, and who might be available and who might be out still that I, I don't know. Um the, the team's just been so inconsistent 
every single week that it's hard to even make predictions with this team. Cause again, they've had some really good complete weekend performances. They, they swept St. Thomas earlier in the year. They swept Bowling Green pretty dominantly. Um, but, you know, the last two years, the months of January and February have been abysmal for, for Bemidji state. We've gotten something like five, 17 and two over the last two seasons in the, in the second half of the year. And, you know, that, that first split with Ferris just kind of makes me feel like they're going back on that similar course. So it, it's, you know, my confidence isn't super high. Um, you know, the, the things that they've got going for them, you know, they, they are going to get some guys back this weekend that I think will make an immediate impact. Like, like I said, they're, they're going to get Eric Polkamp back. He's a very good defenseman. He's going to be pretty well rested uh, coming back now from the world juniors uh, provides just an, another scoring threat from the blue line that, that we haven't had the last couple of weekends with Kyle loafed out. So that that's going to be good to see. He's not the most defensive minded defenseman in the world. So, you know, there's still some concerns in, in the blue line that I have with the rest of the inexperienced guys. I mean, we're, we're going to be playing four sophomore defensemen, um, then one freshman and, and two juniors this weekend. So uh, a lot of inexperience there, but they, they all have the ability to play well and they've played well in spurts. They just need to put together a, a complete game or a complete weekend now. Um, offensively, it, it's, you know, we've been, our, our offense has been driven by Leighton Road this year. You know, he hasn't done anything super flashy any weekend except for uh, last time out against Ferris State where he had a four point weekend, but he just solidly gets you, you know, consistently two points a weekend. He'll get a goal and an assist. It seems like every every single series. So um, he's going to get his hopefully, and and then they need to get some depth scoring from anyone. There, there's a bunch of guys who who can step up and who have stepped up throughout the course of the season so far. Um, Kirkland Irie's had a, a pretty good year uh, last weekend against Ferris State. They had three guys score score their first career goals. So hopefully, maybe some of those guys can get going now. Um, yeah, there's just a whole whole lot of unknowns, unfortunately, with this team right now, and, and they're still kind of searching for for that depth scoring and, and just for consistency. So, like Matt said, a mirror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot like you guys. Yeah, that's why I <laughs> battle of mediocrity me. this weekend. <laughs> I feel like it's two teams that are looking to like climb out of the holes they've dug themselves as well. So, I think that could lead to a very interesting series, whether that be like high-flying scoring, even though I wouldn't expect that with either of these coaches, or like maybe it gets more chippy or physical, but I think that when you're looking at a team and it feels like you're looking at yourself, some interesting things can happen for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see this team play more physically. I, I think they have some guys that that really embrace that that style of play, and um, I think once they can, you know, if when the, the series that they've had the most success in are the series that they've been able to really establish a, a four check and maintain offensive zone time. Um, and, and they need some of those guys just to go in there and, and work in those dirty areas and get pucks and, you know, really, really focus on, on just keeping the puck in the, in the offensive zone. Cause the, the series that they've gotten in trouble are, are where they're trying to play in the counter attack and they just don't have really the the ability to do that consistently and, and score on, on those rush opportunities. I was just looking at your stats and it was interesting to see you guys have like 21 different guys that have scored goals. I think we yeah. only have 15 still on the team. Yeah, I mean, they've had to play pretty much everyone, so everyone's gotten a chance to score a goal. <laughs> yeah. I guess. You, you only got three, four skaters 
that have played games that don't have a goal. That's pretty crazy. But you also yeah. don't have two guys with 11 like Tech does. So we're a little top heavy on our scoring right now. Yeah, exactly. Your, our second leading goal scorer has been out since Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, Jackson Jetting left in the in the North Dakota series, and he has six goals, and that's the the second most on the team, and the third most is also injured. So, <laughs> you know, or we have to go down to fifth to find our injured guy. Yeah, does anybody know any more about uh, Kataroth at all? What the uh, Dirk asked Joe about it on the show today, and Dirk basically said, "Do we know any more about Kataroth?" And Joe said, "No." Yeah, he was, so he I don't like expect him limping. to play anytime soon. It's was kind of the way I took GLI that. Is what it looked like. So yeah, I believe he got hurt in a practice at GLI, but I don't know what yeah, he that's... tore because they had him walking around in like the the tracksuit for trophy presentation, and he didn't have anything super apparently wrong with him. So I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things out there that can affect play that doesn't necessarily affect the way you walk or hold up a trophy, but yeah. From the eye test, he didn't seem to be in too bad a shape. Yeah, he was definitely yeah. limping, though. You could tell he was limping on one leg, though. Yeah. Well, that's but just like, be, whatever know, it is. Nice and dress shoes. Yeah, that's true. Hard to tell. I did find it interesting that uh, Marcus Pedersen is like seventh on the team in scoring or in goals, anyway. Not points, but goals. Well, it, it dries up pretty quick, though. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of guys tied with three there. Or two guys side with three and a lot of guys with two and one, right? So, yeah, the the production drops real quick after uh, Gordon and Mosley and, and works. And, yeah, and Pietro top fours got seven plus, but then then your fours down, right? So, yep. So when Arvid comes back, who are the four centers? Like who gets moved to wing? Well, who are the four centers to start with? We got <laughs> Swankler. Swankler's. Yeah, center, I was going right? to say, not Swankler. Swankler's staying at center. Pascaperdi. Yeah. Let me get the line chart here. Yeah, you got the, a recent one. Swankler, uh, Logan Pietula, Blaze Richards, and Koskiperdi. Um, this is me playing at a much lower level of hockey than will I would ever come close to touching NCAA. But from my personal playing experience, I didn't find playing wing to playing center a whole ton different aside from... If, being responsible for faceoffs, so I think when it comes to moving a guy, the only thing we should really be looking at is faceoff percentage. When it comes to that, if you're the odd guy out, then you're gonna get moved to wing. That's how I would go about things. And I always thought Joe played center to have a very like have the the center is the one who has the most two way responsibilities. He's way more defensively responsible than a wing or supposed to be, like. In Joe's system, the center is as much the third defenseman as he is the third forward. So, uh, like, Arvid, for what he brings and the style he plays, does he almost just fit on the fourth line with, like, Bronte and Nordstrom or Bronte and Rasmussen? Like, you can probably go more Cash Rasmussen there if Arvid's on there, right? Like, I don't know. Because I don't see Joe doing anything with his top six, and Arvid doesn't really belong top six, I don't think. And I think he's liked his production out of, um, or I think he likes the Raymond Kosky Purdy Pedersen line, right? Yeah, and I don't know. I just don't see 
Arvid getting moved because you go back to face-offs and that's pretty much his bread and butter. And you can put him in the center and you know you got slightly better than a 50-50 shot to win that draw. And that's really what, you know, I mean, cuts his paycheck, so to speak, in that spot. So I don't think he's the one that moves. And I also think it's tough to just, like, on a coaching level, I feel like there's got to be part of Joe that doesn't want to see a guy wearing the C on the fourth line. So that's kind of tough for me to see as well. I don't he think had a guy wearing the C that didn't play every game, so I think he's okay. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. right, Arvid's still after... playing, and I don't think... You're right. I, th- I think the when... difference is that this isn't... I. I think I think what you might have happened is Arvid is playing more than fourth line minutes, but his primary, like when they're rotating and there's no whistles for a long time, that's where he's playing. Whereas if there's a key faceoff, he might be bumping Logan or whoever for the faceoff, and then Logan comes on if they get a change quick kind of thing. Um, that kind of thing, where I think he's... Um, like that might be it because offensively he's not top six. I mean, granted he had more points than uh, um, or more goals than uh, Kukinen going into the weekend. I don't know how many he has honestly. To he's got four, so he's still got more than Kukinen. So I don't know. It's just that that's an interesting question. Now that you've added Swinkler, is where does we haven't had to deal with it yet because first Koski Purdy was gone for World Juniors and now. He's back and he's slotted into a center spot. But we have basically five guys that Joe likes to play at center when Arvid comes back. And what do you do? Yeah, I forgot Kataroth had five points against Bemidji State the first time around. That's five of his seven points came in that, that weekend series. <laughs> <laughs> so so what are the odds that... Uh, when's the last time Bemidji State had like six unanswered goals? That's been a while now, right? It didn't. It happened like the weekend after the Tech series, didn't it? Maybe not that, was, that many, but no, it was only three, I think, in like four <laughs> minutes or something like that. <laughs> but they had two really big comebacks at back to back weeks, right? Yeah, they they managed to dig themselves big holes in four consecutive games, and they managed to come back in two of them, <laughs> which has just been a theme for the year too. The, the first five minutes of games has just been awful for this this team. Yeah, makes you really wonder what's going to happen uh, with both of us, you know, playing each other. Yeah, How are we going to out awful each other in the, <laughs> the first stop- two minutes of the game? <laughs> the stoppable force meets the movable object. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> somebody's going to be somebody's slump buster here. Yeah. We just got to figure yeah. out who. Maybe it'll be. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a split of sorts. I think it's going to be a little A and a little B. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling both games are going to be very different. I don't know why I feel like one game's going to be kind of a high offensive game and the other one's going to be something like 2-1, 1-0. My my heart of hearts kind of feels the same way. And and what's even more frustrating about that feeling is that I don't know which one's going to come out on top on the (laughs) offensive game and which one's going to come out on top of the defensive game because, again, we're looking at ourselves. (laughs) It's just I'm anxious to get to this weekend just to see... Like what? 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 Both these teams are made of. Like, what's gonna happen the rest of the year now that they've suffered these kind of like weird setbacks? I'm looking forward to see how how Chippy Swinkler can get after last. Yeah, that Thursday. is one. That is one thing that I really liked to see, and I know that Lucas's blood is gonna boil at this because it's the kind of player that he is. 
but I loved seeing just Swankler run his mouth and the St. Thomas players lose their minds at him. Like, I'm pretty sure well, like a whole like line of guys just coming after him. Did you on the video? Did you see what happened at the end of the game on Thursday? You um, I saw they, him running his it. mouth, and then like all the guys going after him. You didn't I see him level that. the goalie. That I I was trying to figure out what happened because I couldn't tell if he took a shot after the whistle or or what was going on there. No, he, I'm he, pretty sh- he made contact with the goaltender. Yeah, I think it was like a forearm <laughs> shiver to the chest of the goalie. The goalie went down, and then he he didn't have any any teammate within you know thirty feet of him when he did it. So <laughs> all the St. Thomas players, are... yeah. Right. Needless to say, he was not allowed in the handshake line. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, you could tell there's a little bit of extra, more extracurriculars with with him out on the ice. You could, you could definitely tell there was uh, his his mouth has never stopped. When, when he yeah, got Lucas is. I was about to say, is that where your opinions on Austin Swankler end, or do you have more you would like to add here? <laughs> oh no, I, I think you know we have a couple of guys that that love doing the same thing. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see what happens if they're out on the ice together too so <laughs> i don't mind it i don't mind it if you know they're they're chirping all the time and running their mouth but i mean there is a line there that <laughs> you can't cross and i feel like swankler gets forearm really shivering close a goalie isn't is is kind of across that line right yeah i think that's <laughs> I what say, happened i mean yeah. I, I mean i'm pretty sure that's what happened but i yeah. i don't know it did definitely feel like other tech players had that same kind, like Kukunen, especially on Saturday, had a similar edge to them, and I and I, it's hard to tell how much of that is like frustration and how much of that is is like playing with an edge for whatever reason or Swankler rubbing off on them a little bit and trying to play that way. Swankler, Swankler's giving uh, pregame speeches and yeah, put on the foil voice. he strikes me as less of a put on the foil and more of a like talk so much shit it makes him do something stupid no he wants his teammates to put on the foil okay yeah yeah yeah. okay i follow now (laughs) yeah yeah it'll be interesting because you could kind of tell that they were starting to to cross the line at, at times there and i was surprised there weren't some more penalties called throughout the the course of the weekend yeah, what a... happened when um, Swinkler and Simmons Fisher got offsetting penalties? I kind of missed that on Saturday. So they got Swinkler for a slash, and yep. then they yeah. got the other guy for unsportsmanlike. So he yeah. Swinkler slashed him, and then the guy came back at him. Okay, and then they had a discussion in the penalty box for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big really boy too. That Simon Fisher is what six seven without. There's gates? a couple of yeah. ginormous dudes on the back line there for uh, for St. Thomas. Yeah, they got a Wisconsin linebacker. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, always not... knew that this second half of the season was going to kind of be a carnival ride, but with Swankler in the mix, so you buckle up and enjoy. Yeah, see, I was <laughs> hopefully the ride's a good one. Before he got here, I was of the mind that one of two things was going to happen. Him getting there was going to galvanize the locker room and make him have a great second half, or uh, the allegations of him being a toxic teammate turn out to be true, and he ruins Tech's locker room. And either way, I feel like there's a lot of entertainment value in that. So I'm <laughs> no, I, th- I think there's way. going to be entertainment value. At, there's going to sure. be a ton of entertainment value, I think, and like. <laughs> The the most interesting aspect of this team is seeing how, like, if what I saw on Saturday continues, it makes me a little nervous that they're going to 
have like the wrong kind of edge from like swanklers rubbing off on them the wrong way. Um, cause like, like you said, Matt, it's fine to be like, like chippy and, and getting under the skin of the other team, but you can't be letting things get under your skin that are causing you to act the way you are. And that, that's kind of what I felt with Kukunen was like, it, you know, it's so hard to read these guys, but part of me felt like by the end of that game, he was just kind of pissed off that he finally scored a goal. And, and as a team, they couldn't score any other goals and, and, and gave up his lead fast and just like frustration of like, I finally scored a goal and we can't still can't freaking win kind of thing. Um, so hopefully the more that these guys get to practice together with Swinkler, the better that that can all become and, and hopefully, you know, find some, some special team success over the next, you know, month and a half, uh, two months here and, and have like, like you said, Dustin, you know, there's still a chance that any of the top five teams win the conference, especially with the imbalance of games. Like, like Lake state might have 24 points, but they're barely ahead of tech in points per game. Um, and if Tech sweeps, they're uh, they're ahead of Bemidji and Lake State, depending on I didn't even look who all plays this weekend. But like, if the other if nobody else plays, Tech is back up to third in points per game. So it's they still have the chance of winning the McNaughton Cup. But like you said, Dustin, absent going on a run to do that, it's all about building towards being the best team they can. And finding a way to win the conference tournament, and, and hopefully, even, yeah, you, you might not even need to win the conference tournament. You just got to get the two seed to St. Thomas's one, and hope they're, <laughs> hope they're on the table. I don't, I don't want to get in that way. It just doesn't feel right. <laughs> oh, I'll take it if we do it. So I'll take it. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm going to be raising money to send a bus load of misfits somewhere for the team that couldn't actually win the conference tournament. To go play BU or BCs, probably in like Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be one thing if the bus was semi cheap because they somehow got St. Louis, but when you're a f- when you're on the four band, I highly doubt they, they don't get sent out east or some crap. So No, because whoever's on the four band in this league is probably going to get the number one seed. I don't know. Yeah. No, oh, I mean I guess I there's guess, definitely I guess there's Atlanta like two or three Atlantic hockey teams, high, teams that are higher. higher. Yeah, you're probably right, depending on what happens there. There could be an upset in the Atlantic hockey or in any or, other league. Or whoever is in Atlantic hockey could have enough upsets over the next month and a half that none of them are any higher than the highest CCHA team. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But as of now, it looks yeah. like the CCHA champion will get the number one seed. Which is currently Eastern team. I haven't even looked. Yeah, the top four are all Eastern right now, or top three are. I think Michigan State's fourth. BUBC. Quinnipiac. Yeah, those bombs that we beat at GOI. Well, do we got anything else? We wrote our predictions? Well, I don't know. Was there anything else you guys wanted to say about Swinkler? I know Lucas got to say what he wanted, but no, I don't I'm, know. I'm I just, think I added Jerry's my still out for me. Just okay. keep the equipment room locked up, and you guys will be fine. <laughs> and yeah, well, Lucas, here's what I said on the last podcast. Because like, what was alleged was stolen was like the pair of shoes. Yeah. And like, when you're a student athlete, you get handed like so many things, you know, like hats and sweatshirts and all sorts of things like that. 
And is it possible that, like, on his way out, he was just figuring, like, oh, that's my pair of shoes. Nobody's going to want that. And it just kind of, like, escalated from there. Even though it's technically the property of the school, I could conceivably be how someone's like, why would anybody want my old nasty pair of shoes? I don't, I don't. <laughs> well, so my understanding, it happened before he announced like his intent to transfer or anything. I mean, it's the reason he got suspended by Bowling Green originally was for uh, going into the equipment room. And according to the equipment manager, the student equipment manager, he said he was getting a pair of shoes for his brother for Christmas. Oh, so- okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's a little different. Well, I mean, it, Christmas shopping in September, very forward thinking. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you got. We got a go getter on the team. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> As in, I'm going to go get him them shoes. <laughs> and then he decided not to transfer until after the coaching staff told him he was going to be suspended for the Robert Morris first game, and he asked to be suspended for two games later in the season instead. So I don't know. Again, my my opinion of him is is what it is. Um, and yeah, we'll see what kind of success he has on the ice. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I'm I just keep leaving at that and looking for the positive. Neil <laughs> <laughs> yeah. looked fantastic at GLI, and he had a couple of good looks this weekend. Yeah, he definitely seems to know what he's doing when he's out on the ice. Well, I don't think anybody denies his hockey talent. I mean, he's a talented hockey player. And he hit at least one pipe Thursday, right? Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. So, yep. There, like you said, Dustin, there's no doubt he's skilled. It's just a matter of his impact on the locker room, whether it's positive or negative. Mm-hmm. So do we want to go ahead and make some predictions for this weekend? I know you and Matt and you and Lucas kind of already did, but you want to... Let's get more specific. I will say... Uh, I will say Tech wins Friday and Bemidji wins Saturday. Lucas? Yeah, I, I, Bemidji State's been a better Friday team than Saturday team lately, so I'll actually reverse those. I'll go something like 6-5 Friday and 1-2 loss Saturday. All right, so you went so far as to pick which one's going to win the high-flying game and which one's going to win the defensive game. All right. Dustin? I want to, before I give my prediction, rewind to last week and just mention that I was correct in my picks from last week. <laughs> even though you even though you all gave me crap about it. I, t- I tried to steer you away from picking the St. Thomas week, <laughs> telling you you didn't have to. All right, everyone, direct your hate mail towards Dustin because you can bring the only reason you can we, bring it. Bring the hate a mail. Clean be- sweep against Tech this weekend. It's because Dustin's a hater. Yep, because I'm gonna pick Bemidji to sweep too. <laughs> he's gonna I've keep picking sweeps till he sees a reason. I've lost all faith. Fred Durst would be so sad. Rob, Fred <laughs> Durst mentioned. All right. I mean, I want to do the homer call and call for our sweep, but I think it's a split as well. I don't think we are gonna sweep yet. We have man. Have we sweep have swept anybody yet this year? Or have we been all splits or getting swept? Uh, didn't I mean, we sweep GLIs. Augustana, but didn't get all six? GLI's sweep. I, I'm not talking yeah. like a clean, legit sweep. We have not, not had a these, clean, clean sweep. No, nope. not one of these overtime win loss. Seventeen different characters. And how many points do you get? You got to look up the freaking schedule thing for it. No, nope, old not. school, we, real. We sweeps. swept Augustana and Minnesota State. Neither of which was they weren't regulation sweep. sweeps. Both of yeah. them had an overtime win. The amount of OT we've played this year is absurd. Every other game basically is OT for us. Looking at the schedule. Which, yeah, nine overtime games so which far. Which is an adventure in and of itself, right? Um, yeah. 
So yeah, I'll, I'll go with a split with one of them being an OT game because we haven't had OT in January yet, and we can't have that. We go as far as to select which one is going to be the OT game and which Friday, one. Friday will be OT with Bemidji winning because we Ooh. never seem to do well. We're terrible in OT. That's have not you seen happen. us for most yeah. part? We we've we're... been pretty good in OT this year. Yeah, so, uh, we've been yeah. pretty good. So, that's true. It has been a lot better. I I, I so will a give you that. Round, a fifteen I mean... round one to nothing shootout win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lucas was complaining about how Bemidji had an overtime game and they put out three guys that none of them were centers just because they were the three best players and they lost the face off and lost the game in like 15 seconds didn't they yeah yeah there was <laughs> there's been so many examples of just weird decisions in overtime whereas yeah they they yeah they put out a guy that wasn't a center because yeah it was Leighton road eric martin and i don't know probably loafed um they had another I think it overtime was and pole camp wasn't it like yeah, and, 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 and uh Leighton road yeah, yeah. what, <laughs> what we need like to do at seconds. some point because it needs to happen is the ot needs to be just pedalous on the ice and nothing else i understand <laughs> it's, it's gotta happen once center, just once but just it's, do it it's once. gotta yeah. happen just start the face off with that and then as soon yeah. as you get in the zone you can sub jet off that's fine i just want to remember before people realize it was a horrific idea just fine he can stay out there no chase has been out there yeah, Before people realized it was horrific strategy when 3v3 was introduced, a lot of the times it was one center and two defensemen. Yeah, yeah that's what the Wild always did, and they sucked at it. It was Koivu <laughs> and Suter and some other defensemen, and it's like, what the hell are you doing? It's well, yeah, because people were, so used to, people were so used to the only time you would be like two men down was on defense, so that made logical sense. <laughs> but when you're trying to go into a high-flying offensive situation and you've got two defensemen, I just and feel like it's it's a wasted opportunity not to have the whole family out there on the ice at least once. Yeah, do it yeah. one time. One yep. time. There yeah, was a guy it. at the St. Thomas game on Saturday that just kept randomly yelling Piedela. He said it right, but he just kept randomly yelling it. I'm assuming he was saying it because he was somewhat near the goalie. And at a certain point, I just got annoyed with him and I yelled, which one? And he looks at me and goes, good one. I'm like, which one though seriously like there's four of them <laughs> and then i had a whole conversation with another saint thomas fan about like are they all related i'm like oh yeah that one and that one are twins and that one's their younger brother and that one's their cousin like yeah and if you keep drawing <laughs> the lines farther back it just starts yep. weaving <laughs> yep. and, and then we used to have another guy named blake piedela but that's that's their cousin like yeah and then there was a um, hallinan guy he was related <laughs> and i really to to go back to the those St. Thomas games one more time. I really need to talk to Marco about the face-offs on Saturday. Because I could not for the life of me figure out why the frickin' linesman did not drop the damn puck, but then didn't call anybody for violating the face-off. Like, how did he, why did he hold on to the puck as long as he did, but nobody, how did they, how did they not violate if he stopped from dropping the puck, like somebody must have done something wrong for you to not drop the puck. So either it's both of them, one of them, it shouldn't be nobody. So I was it's very cause... confused because it happened like six times. It's because it looks real weird if they do this. I know, but I've seen it before. <laughs> like, I just don't. When there's a penalty on the line for if you did violate, that should be no excuse. Like, I, it was just frustrating. I remember it happened like I specifically wanted to note to myself that there was a face-off like four and a half minutes left in either the first or second period which i think was like the first time it happened and then it happened like six other times so i really want to do ask marco about that so i'm sure if you wait and watch this weekend you'll see the same thing face-offs <laughs> never face-offs are just weird to me 
I mean, I, I've seen a lot of violations, but I don't recall seeing this many. Like, I actually yelled at the at the linesman one time, like, drop the puck. Like, everybody I mean, around that was me a was regular, like, That was a regular cheer you hear at Tech with Romano. But that's, but that's a long time ago. Yeah, like, I, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. So That was only half the cheer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so true. All right. Uh, so I am going to go with Dustin and pick the Bemidji sweep just because I need to lower my expectations so that games can be more fun. Welcome to the dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com. We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from 2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. What the hell happened to the Eagles? Like it's Maybe one thing Patricia. for Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. It, it's it's one thing for <laughs> Matt Patricia to suck as a defensive coordinator and them allow twenty five points to the Bucks. But what happened to the offense? Like is Jalen Hurts just that bad? Um, I watched some video on it recently and I forgot like what the whole breakdown was, but it's basically um I believe it's an O line problem where um, they're just not giving him the kind of space for the type of game he likes to play. I would have to go back and watch it again to get you like a better thing on that, but there is actually something that's like being exposed about that's... the way the Eagles operate on offense that's been stifled. Yeah, that might that might be true because I know, like I thought somebody got hurt not that long ago. I'm just glad that Jalen Hurts did well long enough to win me my fantasy football league for the first time ever. <laughs> There you go. I don't know if you heard this, Lucas, but I was the Buffalo Bills of my fantasy football league. I had, I've been playing in this league for, this is the 20th year. I had never won and I had finished second six times. (laughs) And I finally won this year in the 20th season. So that was nice to finally end that uh, skunk. So Tim, what's the secret to finding a group of guys that consistently want to play fantasy football for 20 years? Uh, Well, like four of them lived in the same house in college and six of us went to high school together. So (laughs) I don't know, but there's been turnover. Like there are only, I think there's only like four or five of us that are left from the beginning. Okay. Okay. So it's not like you found the same guys and that's like your guys forever. It's like a, no, every once in a while, somebody's had to move on. Uh, Like I think five or six different guys have left and been replaced like i know one year we had to go down to eight teams because we only had eight guys and then we found two guys the next year there's been like like matt myself craig um praveen quit not too long ago perka so there's like five of us i think that have been there the whole time so 
I should quit that stupid one that I'm in that we were, I, I was in with you for a while, Tim. The one that the like keeper league that's like God, gigantic. I hate that league. Oof, like yeah. the, he's got a keeper league where you have to start two de- defenses. That's dumb. <laughs> two quarterbacks. And it's, like a, and it's like a 16 team league. No, and it's, it's a, a keeper league. league. 10? It's a 10 team okay. league. It's it was 16, many. wasn't it? Because wasn't like every defense taken or something at one point? No, no, it's Maybe 10. 10. It's but ten in order to get in order to get past the buys. You need to have yeah, three. You have to have, so you have so thirty defenses are taken for right. most of the season out of and 32. thirty quarterbacks and thirty quarterbacks. You need. Yeah, it was so dumb. That's really dumb. It's it's awful. It One sucks. thing I'm excited and you can't about refresh next your team year. because it, you only draft rookies the next year. Yeah, because right. there's nothing there's nothing on the free agent wire that's like any good. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. I think it's I made awful. it one year in that league, and I was like, "This is stupid," and you're still yeah, doing that. And it's been like I a like decade. the way my league is run. It, you can have one keeper; it can't be the same year over year. It has to be somebody you drafted. And uh, next year, I'm excited about the addition of this rule that's been in my one of my dad's fantasy leagues for a long time, and it's that every matchup is essentially two games. You have one game against your opponent and one game against the league average. So what I like about that is I I end up on a lot of teams where I will score very well, but then I'll just end up playing against a guy who's having like the bonanza week of his life. So it'll be nice to have that just be kind of a wash because I think what's going to be cool about it is that um, some of the good teams that get boxed out for like fraud teams like won't happen as often. And some of the teams that are just kind of like fudging their way along you should do the guillotine, do a guillotine yeah. league. It's the best of all worlds. That's what I did this year. I just did a couple of guillotine leagues, and I had a lot of fun with that. I did that it. Does, this that does sound like fun because awesome. there's a good chance that you're just done and you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> Week two, yeah, it's just yep, it's over. All right, don't have to. Week one, <laughs> just, That'd be fun. Yeah. Somebody's okay. out. Week one. Yeah, that's not a bad way to do it. I, I don't know. I assume you talked a little bit about the Lions. Very happy to all the. The Lions fans out there that listen to this podcast that you you get your first victory since the Bush administration. The first Bush administration. No, second? First. No, this is the first. It first. was the first. You. Definitely yeah. the first, yeah. Yeah. Booing Matt Stafford is a joke, though. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Booing Matt Stafford is, is I a agree. joke, though. Yeah, I that wasn't that 100% wasn't right. agree. I mean, what do you want us to do in a playoff game? Do you want us to, like, clap and give them flowers? I understand that, like, okay, people who, are frustrated with that, but, like, you look at it, it's a playoff game. Who, You're who, not going to be cheering the other team. I loved Matt Stafford the day before the game, and I loved him the day after. Hey, nobody that says you have to opponent. cheer for him, but do you really boo him? You were he all was, rooting for him when he won a Super Bowl. And he will be rooting for us the rest of the way. He understands okay. this is part of the game. Like, right. Not for the fans, it doesn't sound like. All right. So who... No, yeah, the fan the fan base is like all on board. They knew it was just a game. They had to get in his head, and we had to get behind our guy. Right. Not enough of this conversation is about Jared Goff. Not enough of it. We so, have to remember that L.A. Just like sent him off like last year's trash. He gets put forget, on the Lions. Forget Jared Goff. Then, it's all about Laporta and St. Brown. That's what makes the team go. Sun God. But it's just, it's just to me, like, I get it. There is the Stafford storyline, but not enough of it is about, like, the guy who was cast aside, who went back against his own team and threw it in their face. I think that was awesome. I love all this Patreon content. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So who, what fan base did the worst booing? Was it the Detroit Lions booing Matt Stafford, or was it the Chicago Bulls fans booing Jerry Krause, who is dead, while his wife was there 
I think there's a clear winner uh, here because one of them was for a team that helped them win a championship, and the other was for a guy that's playing for the other team. I don't think this is a conversation. It was worth bringing up, though, but I do agree that the Bears, the Bulls fans uh, were wrong. That you, is. You, the, also, the architect of six championships should not be booed, especially when he's dead and his wife is there for the Let's Ring of Honor. also remember that Stafford had every chance to still be in that Lions jersey and be on that team today, but he said, nope, I don't want to go through another rebuild, and they traded him to the team that he wanted. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he got his ring. But it's such a moot point to me now that the Lions have expelled that demon. Anything else, guys? Um, yeah, I, I blanked out for the last 15 minutes, so you guys are all good. Because <laughs> you care about football about as much as you care about Minnesota high school hockey, right? Correct. <laughs> you talk about the wild winning, if we want to keep Matt going. Lucas, I, I need to ask this. Where, because no, my wild a... hate is on hold until the Coyotes get an appropriate amount of hate. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. Why do we allow Matt, them to exist that way? Sorry, Matt, you need to go seek out this highlight on 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 the Twitter tonight. Okay. But, but during the game tonight, uh, Mark Andre Fleur Fleury did not make a save, but the pipe did. Oh so yeah, I saw that. Happened, so yeah. he like during the, the play. Like, yeah, I, it, like, I always. Yeah. He's just like he's so animated. That's what yeah. I always love about. And I Fleury. love all the shit he did after what's his name called him fifty years old, like showing up in like the go go boots and like. Showing up and... in the co- coat with no shirt and then practicing with a cane instead of a hockey stick. It was he's, priceless. He's such a likable guy. Right. But but before we go, Lucas, we got one Patreon question. Oh, boy. How, mu- how much NIL money has gone to Beaver hockey players so far this season? Do you know anything about NIL, NIL and Beaver hockey? So I we do have, like, I know they've had a couple of local deals, Um I know like a gym in the area and Fozzie's barbecue like has had some work with, with the university and with some of the student athletes. Uh, they set up some sort of clothing company. I, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head where you can buy like shirts with people's names on it. Um, right. That That's, you know, the extent of the NIL that I, I know of. Okay. Mm, I love Fozzie's barbecue. It's a good, <laughs> I was going to say, that's probably my favorite NIL deal that I've heard so far. <laughs> I'd eat there. I, that's there. You go. You just gave him a tagline. If you're a student athlete, <laughs> Fozzie's barbecue. You got a picture of your face on it. Says I'd, I'd eat, eat there. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the question, uh, Bob Mackey, and and uh, you're welcome for finally getting you your uh, uh, Patreon patch over the weekend. And thank you for delivering all the podcast equipment from Wisconsin to me uh, this weekend. So. Um, and Dustin, thank you for finally getting me my pasties that you had them for like very six months. frozen. I kept them frozen. <laughs> They're safe and sound frozen. Was that from I you jinxed. going like snowmobile, snowmobiling last winter? No, it was oh, when I was up there for advisory board in April. Okay. Yeah. So like 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I jinxed my team. They got swept last weekend. My, my black bears. Oh, the main black bears. Yeah. Oh yeah. By Yukon. Yeah. Ugh. My bet doesn't look as good anymore. Oh, that's all right. All they got to do is win four games at the end, right? That's true. All right. And they Anything... should get in. Yep. Anything else, guys? I'm happy. I'm good. One minute remaining in the podcast. All right. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash Uh We've got a bunch of different levels at a bunch of different price points. 
please check it out and uh, help us in any way you can. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Chasing Mac Pod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page if I remember to post on all those places. Uh, lately, I've been just posting it to Patreon and having it open to anyone. Um, don't forget forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to the podcast for the first time, go back and find the Matriarch episode from December. Um, very good interview with Jerry McInnes. Uh, let's see. The more we rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. If you give us a five-star rating, which we haven't had in a long time, Dustin will read the review no matter what you leave. So let's get some ratings and see what you guys have to say. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke Dental and Rhinelander, Wisconsin, that also offered to house the misfits that we barely talked about for their 24-hour travel trip to the game Thursday, Arcadia Insurance, and Livonia Technical Service. Finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thankyounotes.bandcamp.com. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha i thought it was mike's books we're, we're, we got to work on that i'm reading still